Shut up, I love it. Hey, Sasha. Yes? Uh, do you remember that time a, a dog in a spaceship smacked me in the ear? No. Shuttle paw lobe hit. <laughs> this is Shut Up, I Love It. I am Joe Cabello, and I am here mm. with... With Sasha Filer. Wait, how long did it take you to come up with this one? Okay, so for the past hour or so, I wrote a bunch... <laughs> A bunch of these, including showed up all of it, show the paw all of it, show all of hat, a lot of things. And who, you know, we don't even know why I did that. We'll soon find out. What is this podcast, Sasha? It's a podcast when we invite a special guest to tell us uh, about the thing that they love so much and the rest of the world doesn't understand, doesn't treasure enough. Uh, maybe afraid of or has some other negative feelings about but they love it and they're here to talk about it and shed the light on it joining us today he's a native vermonter who moved to los angeles to pursue her what he says is a forgettable acting writing career i don't know (laughs) i'm in the middle of one of those (laughs) oh my god and so far he's crushing it Catch him on stage with his amazing, super talented improv team, Honeymoon. Welcome, Macklin McLuge. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. Sasha, you editorialized there. I did not say that my team is <laughs> amazing or incredible or whatever you just okay, You was, wouldn't dare, right? You would never dare. I do was that. worried you were going to say I I was the one who called your career forgettable. I was like, <laughs> "No. I have proof." He said <laughs> they said that. No, improv uh the improv team we're talking about Honeymoon is great. I can always gush about them any time of day and night. Yet that's not what we're here to talk about, Macklin, or is it? What are we here to talk about? We're here to talk about puns and Mm. wordplay in general. Mm. Yeah. We sure are. Podcast in itself is a pun and a wordplay. Elaborate. Wait, wait, is it? Broadcast and iPod. Wow. I never thought about that. I just blew your mind. Yeah. Right there. I think we should be interviewing Joe about puns (laughs) because I don't know. I don't know as much. Uh, Yeah, podcast is a pun. You're in a pun right now, Macklin, so you must be just so happy. Yeah, I mean, this is some real Inception-level stuff, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It Waiting for the kick to get me out of it. And let's talk about the puns a little bit. You obviously, uh, can you give everyone an example for people who maybe they're uh, not native English speakers? They don't mm, even know what a pun sure. is. Sure. So an example of a pun would be like, hey, did you hear about the spaceship that uh, hit my dog? No, <laughs> <laughs> The classic pun. So a pun, a pun, and I like to broaden it to just say wordplay in general because I do, whether it's strictly a pun or not, I like playing with language and having fun with words. But it's when you take a word or a syllable or a sound and you substitute it for a different word or syllable or sound with a different meaning. And so it has a similar cadence to it, 
but you're playing on two different levels with two different ideas. And the funny happens. Th theoretically, the funny happens. But most people, but puns have a very bad reputation because most mm. puns are not as intricate as the one that Joe wrote for the top of this show. <laughs> I think, I'd say maybe it's, that one was a little labored, <laughs> but intricate. Yeah. Intricate, intricate but is one way to describe it, but also like too complicated almost. Shuttle paw lobe hit. Come <laughs> on. But see, right, so here's a, here's a dumbed down version of that pun that I would find to be a groaner or I would get annoyed by, which would be, I shouldn't say annoyed by it, but I wouldn't be excited by it. If With someone Sasha. were to say, hey, Sasha, did you hear about the podcast that played tennis? Shut up, I love it. Because love yeah. is a tennis score. It's it's like a half better baked. Better than mine. It, no, it's not. It's not better. It's very half baked. It's like I yeah. I found this connection and then I stopped. Whereas Joe thought, I'm gonna find as many connections as I can with every single syllable <sighs> in this hour. entire title. <laughs> And it was lovely. It was truly That was the lovely. best one. <laughs> That's out of the hour. And yeah, I have a, I've, I was so excited to talk about this because I have a lot of thoughts on puns, a lot of emotions on them. Mm. What do you, what category do you think of Shut Up, I Love It? Obviously you said like groaners, a lot of people groan at it. Like, what do you, what do you think people think about these? Yeah, I think, I think puns when they are played to be clever but they're not that clever are that's when people groan it's like hey get a load of me i'm making this amazing connection and it's like yeah mm -hmm. i've heard that before or that didn't take a huge effort <laughs> so i think i think puns are misunderstood or poorly executed because if you have an obvious pun you need to throw it away you can't embellish mm -hmm. it and if you have a very complicated pun that that's when you need to slow it down and unpack it for people so I think the delivery is often uh, it's often given in the wrong package. So that's why people groan is when they see it coming. And the person who's delivering it is too proud of themselves. Does that, right. does that make and sense? Before, yeah. And before we get into more specific examples of puns, which God, God I hope we do. I, I hope. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. We need to move away from the low <laughs> We need to move away and then come back uh, vigorously. So, Joe, you're saying you have a lot of emotions. So it sounds like you've been a pun, uh, a fan of puns for a while. What's, what's, what's your history with I those do. I, I really like them. I have my ethos on puns and it's that what makes them great is speed of thought mm. so you if you could have a really simplistic or overdone pun and say it if it was a quick thought you know like people are talking then you throw it out there yeah then i think it's okay but when it's like a tweet you know someone tweets out a, mm. a pun that just like okay, how long did it take you to think of that one? And like, there's no context. It's like context and speed is important to me. That's what I think makes someone a master punter is being able to have that and like do it on the fly as quick as possible in a conversation. Otherwise we feel too put upon, right? Like when we're... Put, nah. a, pun, put a pun, yeah. yeah <laughs> oh, you, oh yeah, that's what you did. Yeah, you're doing it. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, perfect. yeah uh, that... That makes sense. The sp speed, I mean, humor in general, right? Like jokes, but especially probably puns. 
because it's like the lowest form <laughs> i don't know is it the lowest form of comedy i, I like low form of comedy so i i'm welcoming uh, if I that's the case i think so <laughs> i think just there's bad puns right Matt? exactly yeah they say it is the lowest form of comedy i've heard that before and i i don't think it is <laughs> i only think it's a low form when you're regurgitating a pun that you've heard before mm, Th- right. that's when i get like some i can't tell you the number of times people have texted me a, a, a meme of a pun that they mm-hmm. didn't write that they just found on the internet and they thought I would like it and it's like I, I I've that's that's so disposable to me but mm-hmm. the, the number of times people have, have texted me that whole that whole joke about I entered 10 puns in a contest and uh, and to see if one would win but no pun in 10 did and oh. I think that's a I think that's a really first of all I've seen it a million times and it's a lazy pun because you use the word 10 in the setup for yeah. the punchline. And uh, those There's just... little rules like that, right, that you want to follow. Like, let, don't use any of the root yes. like, setup. You should use synonyms type I, of stuff. I completely agree. And if, this, if the synonym makes it too belabored, then you need to pick a different synonym or you need to scrap the pun. Like, if, if you're trying way too hard to not say the word and you're making it confusing... Obviously, that's a different brand of humor in and of itself. If the setup is confusing, I find some humor in that. But uh, but you could yeah. lose your audience for sure. Another example is the one about the snail that painted an S on itself so that someone could see, look at that S car go. Find a different way mm. to get to the S. Right. right. It's already an S. It's already that, yeah. that one's like a child joke too. It's like it's it's cross uh, genre in being a pun and kind of like a street kids joke. Right, which is weird because most kids don't know the word escargot. So it's yeah, very they're so well, well known in their uh, French cuisine. <laughs> yeah. So for that one, I would say, uh, do you hear the one about the snail that ripped open its shirt to reveal a Superman logo underneath? It was so people could say, look at that S cargo. At least that, then you're not repeating the word S. I'm not saying that's a great pun, but you're finding a different way to solves get to that. it. Yeah. yeah, it solves that issue. Yeah. Yeah, for, for me, I think uh, there is humor in the labored puns, like the, the <laughs> one I did at the start. Yeah. Um, I would rather have that than just kind of the a stock pun that people have heard. Because at least it like tried linguistically to do something. For sure. And I'm a big fan of what you did with that as well, Joe, which is being really loosey-goosey with the rules of like, you know, breaking up syllables and fudging syllables to become other syllables and stuff. I think, I think it's it almost really fun. didn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm myself also a big pun uh, pun person. But again, I on- only like them in the context of I improvised this on yeah. on the spot, like just talking to somebody. And I, I, especially because I know my husband doesn't like puns, like as an idea, he looks down upon them. Um, and so, and I, and I'm, I've, I think over the years, if in any way I've changed my husband is by making him enjoy the puns that I put up upon him all day long <laughs> like if i see a pun i'm always gonna grab it and because like i speak multiple languages i think it's like easier for me a lot of times to see a pun where maybe most like native speakers won't see it because i'm like always aware of how mm. i've like learned these words and like how they're similar because i don't have like 
child's history with it like i learned it already yeah as a teenager or whatever or later the words so uh that makes me very satisfied to come up with the pun yeah P- puns are everywhere though i think i think even people who don't like puns they i think they f- there are puns they enjoy or appreciate even if they don't laugh at them i mean all of advertising is puns one, oh, yeah. one of my favorite advertising slogans is a very subtle pun but it's is it 76 the gas station 76 yeah. we're on the driver's side i think that's such a it's a pun it's a pun yeah. on the location yeah, of the gas tank uh and it's you know reinforcing that they're they're with you on the road i think that's i think that's brilliant and it's not played for a joke it's played for the simplicity of if you don't get the pun you still feel like oh 76 they're looking out for me as as a consumer even though they're not um shout out like poetry (laughs) right yeah i think Mm -hmm. it is i think it it is. is a poetic technique right i would i would argue it's a linguistic and poetry technique yeah um, another one I thought of is the movie Face Off. That's a pun. They're literally taking their faces off and switching, but yeah. they're also facing off against each other. So puns are everywhere, and when they're not played for jokes, I think they're particularly effective or impressive. It's only when they're played for jokes that it can be hit or miss. Although yeah. when you're writing like a pilot or a screenplay that's supposed to be comedy, you if you don't name it, with like a slight hint of a pun, like yeah. it's a bad title. Like you better have some kind of pun situation going on in the title. It helps with the title, like mm-hmm. the the Face Off movie and and all that. It the gives classic you a comedy Face Off, you know. Yeah, <laughs> very funny. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, people love restaurants uh, that have pun titles. I hate it. I'm like, just give me Al's Barbecue. I don't need some like pun name. What's or, a, like, what's a pun name for a restaurant? Like uh, pho, pho restaurants had a bunch oh, of that's true. Uh, pun names. And I don't know, you you talk to any unfunny idiot that told you, I want to make a freaking noodle restaurant that's named that. And it's just some like send nudes. You're like, okay, dude, just like, <laughs> how's your recipe for the noodles? Because I don't fucking care about your name. Yeah. Wow. Very. See, I'm mad. <laughs> I am seeing that strong emotion, negative emotion for the first time in this uh, conversation. And I wonder uh, why is it like we have such strong, all three of us, well, at least um, maybe Macklin, maybe a little less than Joe and I, but like we have strong opinions about like the origin of uh, a pun and who is it coming from, right? Because like it feels like yeah. they're very personal, those types of puns. They very much. Re- like any comedy but especially puns because they are low form they're like the amoebas of comedy <laughs> like they um really reflect the speaker right and like what they find personally funny i think so i think it's i think the author of the pun is really important and i think the author of the pun can cater their delivery to their own cadence and their own personality and i think the same pun said by two different people can land very, very differently. I, I'm also, actually, what you just said, Sasha, reminds me of something I am a big fan of with really bad puns mm. is when the conceit is supposed to showcase how bad they are. Like, we're acknowledging sure. they're terrible. So there's some videos on TikTok or YouTube where people square off saying bad puns back and forth until mm-hmm. somebody cracks. I think those are hilarious to watch. And but the reason is because they're admitting these are bad jokes. 
and they're really leaning into that and then the it doesn't become about the joke it becomes about their reaction to the joke which i love yeah it's like oh here's the rule set we're playing in we're gonna use puns to say our insults so we we get it versus like some unfunny idiot who their (laughs) only joke is puns right you're like dude you have every possible type of joke you could make (laughs) and you just made a pun and think you're proud of it which was me for for most of my young adult life that was Mm. me i was just doing puns (laughs) with no sense of how they were being received Mm -hmm. i just thought i'm the pun guy so that's my lot in life and i'm just gonna do them because i'm plagued with a brain that doesn't stop unpacking words and trying to rearrange them and make puns out of them and it wasn't until social media that I realized, oh, I can, I can just, I, I can just get my puns out there, and I don't have to subject people to them in face to face. They can come about <laughs> organically, but I don't have to force them into conversations or anything. Yeah. But anytime you watch a live comedy show, and if you see like a pun happens in front of you, like usually you hear the audience go like react loud loud like people yeah <laughs> negatively get i don't know just like ooh, <laughs> like there's some kind of response always pun always gets attention like yeah. bad pun good pun it's usually it definitely makes people perk up i don't know why is it because children like puns so we're all like wired to like them um or is it because, oh, low form of comedy is he- headed our way. But people usually tend to react to one. Well, what kind of comedy are you talking about? It all like stand-up, sketch, and Definitely improv? Definitely improv. Something or... that's happening on the spot. Because improv, yeah. it's, it's obvious. Like they, It's why I like them. Like yeah. when they come up naturally and it's like, oh, you guys were talking about something and mm-hmm. someone just busted it out. That's cool and impressive. I agree. And yet I will be a little turned off if if they don't use it correctly, like if the moment passes, the pun is over and you look back on it and it's like, I guess that character just made a pun and that doesn't really feel fitting with a character. It's less mm-hmm. interesting to me, even even if the pun was great mm, versus yeah. uh, what if they do something with a pun? Like what if what they said actually becomes mm-hmm. reality, for example? Like Sasha was gushing about my amazing team called Honeymoon one mm. time. Uh, <laughs> one time we did a show where I, someone was going to the bank and we made it into a snow bank that they were going to. And I got a groan of a laugh that the bank became a snow bank. But then we, it became a snow bank where you can deposit snow, withdraw snow. Yes. You can invest in an ice account and stuff like that. And then we like, we made something out of that little joke. Yeah. So then it wasn't just a joke. Then it was, then it became part of the world, which I really appreciate. So if the character, if the character's a sarcastic character or a quippy character and they make a pun, I guess that's fine. But if the character just makes a pun, I think it needs to be thrown away or, uh, or used. But not, if you like lean into it too much and then you don't use it, it's, it could be hacked. Hacky. Yeah, you're just saying jokes yeah. at that point. Yeah, well, like anything with improv, you want to use all all of the buffalo. Like, if you don't, then it becomes like a meta thing that people, some people like, but most people are like, okay, I'm watching just somebody make another joke that's not related to the scene and then takes me away from the scene. Exactly. 
yeah, it's not what we want to do. Any other favorite puns that uh, or formative puns that you wanted to bring to our attention? Malcolm? Oh, formative puns! What a great question. I wasn't prepared <laughs> for this one. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, you know, I was maybe fourteen. I I, I knew about puns and I, and I I was doing puns before I was fourteen, but. A very formative one that that comes to mind was in the movie Hot Shots Part Du. I saw it in the movie theater, and there was a joke I didn't quite get, and I didn't know it was a pun. But my father's from Iran, and there was a map of the Middle East in the movie, and there's uh, Iraq on the map, and then the country Iran is labeled a hard place, and they were talking about having to like land the troops in between those two, Iraq. And a hard place, mm-hmm. and I didn't get—I never heard that expression between a rock and a hard place. And it wasn't until we rented the movie later on on video that my mom laughed at it and then explained it to me. And that was very eye-opening. That like, oh wow, you can take you can take phrases, you can take yeah. idioms and adages, and bet like I was just doing word for word substitutions up until then. And so the idea of taking a whole phrase. And repurposing that with different specifics was very eye-opening to me, and I loved that. Yeah, the the whole Zucker Brothers uh, comedy, the generalized like yeah. way that they do it is like, oh, let's take puns and like make them reality type of thing. Um, Angie Tribeca, you ever see that show? Love, I it. love it, love it, yeah, love yeah. It. Vodka rocks. The guy hands him <laughs> oh. a bottle of vodka and a bunch of rocks. Yeah. It's just like. That's all so that show stupid. is, and it's so stupid and it's so beautiful. It really yeah, is. It, it leans into the stupidity. Uh, it's just like, no, we're just gonna do it. It's so really much. like like movie yeah. airplane, right? Like, but like it really does it like nonstop, just nonstop. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. airplane. Uh, Naked Gun was a big influence on me, of course, and um, and even I'm I can't really think of a specific example, but I'm, uh, there were some my favorite SNL sketches as a kid were the ones that were had like wordplay at the root of them um but uh formative formative oh yeah and the first pun that i ever created on my own that i remember i'm sure i'm not the first person to do it and i definitely wasn't the last but i had never heard of it before as far as i knew i created it and i told this joke to my classmates and it was about how Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone and Jean-Claude Van Damme had a movie in which they were going to all play composers. And Stallone was like, oh, I, I want to be Mozart. And uh, Van Damme said, well, I'll be Beethoven. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger said, I'll be Bach. Nice. And I was so, so proud of myself. I was maybe it's in good. fifth, fourth grade. Fifth grade, um, and I was very proud of myself for that one. And all I those other fifth grade Bach fans, especially, <laughs> were like, "Oh yeah, I, I know Bach." Exactly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's good. I, uh, are you a big Wardle fan as well? And just like spelling bee and all this other stuff that, like, I feel like is related to that part of the brain, maybe that likes to break down words. Love Wordle. I am. I wouldn't say I'm addicted to... Yeah, I'm addicted to it. I don't know why I was going to shy off being addicted to it. I, I play it every day, so I guess that's an addiction, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, I love it. Because I think it's a great question because it's like it's problem-solving with words. And that's... I honestly kind of treat puns a bit like a puzzle because when something occurs to me, two words are similar or a phrase is similar or a sound is similar, it becomes a puzzle that I have to solve. Like, how can I turn this into a pun? I, I, but that's actually what most of my puns are. They don't just occur to me. 
It's I have to work at them because I think of something and I can't let that I can't let that glimmer of an idea go until I That was me today. Yeah. I was like, exactly. Oh, you know what? I have to come up with one of these today. Yeah. And I was like, well, it can't be a ran- I'll guide you through my thought process. It said, I could just come with like my strongest pun. Right. But that's actually useless. It needs to be a pun related to the show or else it's the target is so wide who cares it has to be shut up i love it needs to be the pun so how do i get there and it was very difficult as you could tell (laughs) joe do you want to share any other puns that you came up with i want to share two things all right maybe three (laughs) your balls and what else uh i forget one of one of the ones i wrote on uh instagram that still gets likes to this day is something like uh two siblings had a a baby and they named it gluten because it was inbred (laughs) not bad not bad Uh, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i love it and hate it like i'll write an intricate pun not as nasty as shuttle dog love it whatever (laughs) that was but one that's really intricate to where it sounds like nothing, but it actually is a completely recontextualized sentence if you were to like read it, you know, like oh, yeah. see the words. Big preamble. I'm excited. But people then miss it because it is it's so good. Oh yeah. That you cannot they don't see it at first. They have to read it a couple times or something, then they go, Oh shit. But there's you you've missed jokes in movies when you're a kid that you didn't know were puns you know like i'm sure i've missed puns sasha we've been saying them every other sentence and you haven't laughed so i think you're missing it <laughs> but that ha- is that something that you've ever experienced where you're like no th- i know this is a good pun but you literally missed it because you're stupid oh it happens to me all the time because the foreign language like esl for sure yeah but, yeah, but like Macklin, yeah. what about you? Yeah, yeah. Um, but when you're, but you, Joe, you're asking when I'm the one who does the pun and people. Miss yeah, it. when you wrote it, oh, and then oh. you, you can tell. I yeah. mean, Sasha, you are the recipient, the I'm dumb, the, I'm the, the dumb, dumb recipient. recipient. Yes, I used to shy away from that if I thought it's not to, yeah, not to brag, but if I thought, wow, this is too clever and too subtle, and it's not gonna, most people, and most people will miss it, then I would not tweet it out or I'd not put it out because I don't want people to think that it's dumb or pointless and then i don't remember where where, when i hit that tipping point where i did stop caring and i thought no this is a good joke and actually the more subtle it is i kind of want to see who gets it and who doesn't i don't have a single example for you of a of a pun that's that that that, that's that stealthy Mm -hmm. but i know i've had a couple in my day that i was that i have enjoyed what's what's yours at work and this one i actually don't i didn't think it was that crazy or like you know, intricate or anything, but at work I was, I had to create superhero characters and they have different skills. This guy was, his skill is problem solving. Mm -hmm. So, uh, he's a character who doesn't even know his own identity because his mind was erased. So he's trying to figure out who he is and also be a private investigator. His name's detective, Mr. E detective mystery. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's right there. Well, the people I work with are a couple of them. As we were reviewing the names, they're like, well, we want it to be like a mysterious name. So can it be like mysterious? <laughs> and I was like, well, Detective Mystery. Oh, my God. Myster- yeah. And they're like, oh, I didn't even notice it. And then I had to think, 
okay, so that's a good pun. But if it if you're not getting it, yeah, is it a good pun then? Is it usable? I went through a crisis and oh, yeah, still there. I think yeah. it is. I, I I think it's a good pun and honestly. Fuck them for not getting it. <laughs> they're good. They're good people. But, you know, it's like, did you just not have coffee at the time you read it? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Will a kid understand that? You know, that's for a kid's game. But I'm. I mean, so. but it, it is easy to, to miss a pun if you're in, in just the wrong mind mind frame yes. or if you make just True. the wrong assumption at just the wrong time. Yes. Like, I didn't. You even told me podcast is a pun. And I thought about it for four or five seconds. And I did not. I couldn't figure out what it was a pun on. It's similar, I think, to... Are you two Jeopardy fans? Do you watch Jeopardy with any kind of regularity? No. no. I love Jeopardy, and sometimes the final Jeopardy question, I will get it instantaneously. Wow. Like, before it's even done being read. And sometimes I w- it will take the entire music, the think music, and I have not arrived at it. And sometimes, obviously, you just don't know it. But sometimes, if you... If you just follow the words in just the right way, it comes to you. And if you accidentally, unwittingly go down the wrong avenue trying to think of the answer, you you're doomed. Like you can't you don't realize you've made a wrong turn trying to think of the answer and you've painted yourself into a corner. Mm-hmm. And I th- I think processing puns is is similar in that way. Yeah, I would love to write a book that is every word and sequence and sentences are puns mm. uh, where the book if you read it one way is oh, one wow. story and another way it would be a different story what if you read it backwards <laughs> then maybe that's something too <laughs> that reminds me of a children's book that I, I was not a big reader as a kid but there was a book it wasn't puns but it blew my mind I don't remember the title because I haven't thought about this book in 30 years but you read it from beginning to end, and then when you got to the last page, you turned the book upside down, and the full page illustrations looked different upside down, and then you read the book backwards when you're upside down, and there's different text now at the bottom of the page, which used to be upside down at the top of the page, and you just ignored it, and now this brand new text that you're reading on the bottom of the page correlates with this new image that has uh, revealed itself based on it being turned upside down, Mm. and it was beautiful. Not a pun, but uh, very cool. But something. It, it was something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to also mention a, a type of pun that I love and uh, want to know if you're familiar with it, the mm-hmm. shaggy dog story. Oh, um, I will be once you start explaining it because it's, it, it's been explained to me before and I forgot, I forgot what it is, but I've heard of it. So it's essentially just the idea that it's a pun joke but you take as long as possible oh. to get to the punchline. Okay, yeah. Mm. And uh, you can do it in all sorts of ways. You could add so much flourish, and it's really about adding so many details yeah. that people are starting to think, oh, this is going to be like a complex just bar joke, like something interesting, yep. and then it just ends with usually the stupidest pun, not even trying to be clever. Yeah, my favorite one that was told to me was um, one in which – they do you do use the word in the setup but when you're doing a, a shaggy dog joke you kind of you're talking for so long it's inevitable yeah, you that can do that you have yeah. yeah you kind of have to to make the story feel real it'd be weird if you're avoiding saying this very common word in your <laughs> yeah. preamble it's but, about a dog and you're like yeah you, know, exactly. you have to say shaggy dog right to get to the shaggy dog right exactly Fine. uh but my uh a couple of cousins told me this joke about finding a human toe 
on the street. And they obviously went on for minutes and minutes talking about they didn't know what to do. And the punchline was they ultimately decided to call a tow truck. But it was, <laughs> yes. I was perfect shaggy dog along uh, for the ride line. the entire way. I did not see it coming. It was beautiful. A punch line. I want to go back for a second to uh, the reaction that puns do often cause in the listener. And it's interesting because anytime I hear a pun, I feel like an invitation, even in this conversation or anytime, to like make an emotional, ah, like a, like a, yes. oh, eh, and they're all like different, like color, <laughs> like they're all different melodies of this reaction. So it's almost like reflects right away, very organically, like from your gut feeling, like of how you feel about this pun. So even if I go online and I go like, say, boardpanda.com, 80 of the funniest puns of all time. And I go, I read it to you and like, just see what happens. Uh, first okay. one, light travels faster than sound. That's why some people appear bright until you hear them speak. Hmm. Mm, yeah. Right. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You have one. to give a nice or like, you have so, to see, like that, that's a clever pun and I appreciate it, but it's clever. not going to make me laugh. Yeah. Like, that that yeah. seems like it belongs on like a calendar or something. Th that's, that was like a gentleman's pun. That was very <laughs> yeah, like, that yeah. one wasn't even kind of the, that was outside of a genre <laughs> we've been even saying yeah. here. It was, it was yeah. almost wisdom. <laughs> Here's another one. Uh, number two. Okay. <clears throat> I was wondering why the ball was getting bigger. Then it hit me. Ah, pretty good. Mm. Yeah, pretty yeah. Good. Final one. Your delivery on these is insane. <laughs> I am way. very excited. I have a few jokes about unemployed people, but none of them work. Eh. Pretty good. No. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I and mean, I look, they named this the best bonds of all time. So I, I, I'm going to have a little judgment where you're going in. It's like, yeah, that's true. Sure? Yeah, that yeah. bar is set way too high. But I think also <laughs> like when they're simple puns and, I've, and you've heard them before, it's hard to get a reaction. Like I, I think I've heard all those before. Definitely the second two oh, wow. I've heard before. Um, I appreciate them. They're good. Mm -hmm. But it's it's like they're pretty, they're pretty finite in how much you can extract from them. Like Joe, you mentioned the word context earlier. And I think context allows a a simple pun to become great. And that's why yeah, it's just thrown in effortlessly within conversation, everyone, it, then it's like joyful for everybody here to hear it. Yeah. Um, are you all Arrested Development fans? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cause like that show, that show operates on puns mm. and they like my favorite pun from that show is it's not, it's not played for a joke. It's played for the mystery element of it, but there's an anonymous bitter that arises and the name associated with the bitter is stand poor. And I forgot who it is, is convinced that it's Lucille too, because she has vertigo. So she stands poorly. So it must be her using a pseudonym. But then Michael deduces that it is uh, stand sit well, because it's the opposite of sit well is stand poor. And mm -hmm. it, it's just so it's it's so clever. I, I I don't know how that writing writers room operated, but it is a masterclass in puns because they're they're almost all thrown away and they're and then they're all used. I don't know how you throw away a joke and then continue to use it, but it's 
amazing. Yeah, it, the way they do them, it's like it is world building as much as it is that's it. a joke. Yeah, I blew myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's it's all I I love it so exactly darn much. I thought what you were getting at earlier, Sasha, and maybe this was, was it, but just like in the wild, you're with a bunch of people and then someone says a pun and it's not like quick and it's not in a, it's not welcome, let's say. <laughs> Is it unwelcome? Um, Let's say it's neutral at best, you know, okay. but it, what it does like versus any other like joke usually is... It's like, hey, what do you think about that? Is what the person is kind of saying. The yeah. same way that you, if you were to be like, hey, let me tell you a joke, knock, knock. And like you're asking for a reaction. Yeah. When normal jokes in just a, a work setting or something, they just come naturally. They're not even jokes and everybody's laughing. But then you say a pun and you're like, hey, you have to. What do you think of that? Yeah. Like my friend now, he just gives me a look, a dirty look. Every if I say a pun. And I know mm. he will give me the dirty Fred? look. So that's why, yeah, Fred, that's why I, I say them is just to give the get the dirty look. But yeah, it's like it's taxing to be around somebody who's only humor mode. Well, if they're working, puns. if they're working, and want, yeah, yeah like, exactly, and wants the validation. Like if they're yeah. if their only operating mode is is puns, but they can throw them away and let the conversation yeah. keep going, and maybe yeah. even in their delivery acknowledge this is stupid, guys, but I have to say it. And moving on, then I mm-hmm. think it's I think it's easier to function around those people than yeah, totally. the ones who make prolonged eye contact and, and uh, pause they're smiling. And just yeah. waiting. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. It's like, yeah, I heard it. It was it was good. <laughs> um yeah. Uh do you also do sometimes either of you like jokes around the house that are not necessarily puns or I don't know, are they related to puns? Where it's just words that sound like other words? But they're not necessarily puns. Do you know what I mean? Like, or is that also puns? I think I don't that's have an pun family. Yeah, it's I, a family, that sounds like right? pun family. It's definitely yeah. wordplay, and it could be a pun. Uh, do you have an example? I don't. I don't. But 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 I feel like maybe <laughs> it helps just to say it. Like I, I don't even know. I, it just any anything um, that sounds like something else, and you just have to bring it up. Okay, which I do. What I, I wonder if this is what reaction. you're talking about. My wife and I, when we were first dating. We used to go to this diner called Henry's, mm-hmm. and then after we'd been together for a while, it became shorthand to just say Henry's, and instead mm-hmm. of, do you want to go to Henry's, we'd just say Henry's, and it sounded enough like hungry that now to this day, this oh. is almost 20 years later, we'll just, we will just, when it's just the two of us, we don't do it around other people. In fact, right now, I'm publicly t- divulging <laughs> it to the world. It has never left our relationship until now. Uh, we'll just, we use Henry around the house to mean hungry. Is that what you're talking about? Kind yeah, of? Well, uh, kind of. And does that make you salivate now? Because <laughs> yeah, years, I am feeling a little Henry at the moment. I got to go. <laughs> Those are That's the great thing about uh, being in a friendship, relationship of any kind, is you get these inside jokes mm-hmm. yeah. that become like your lore and your worlds. Um, Sasha, you may be thinking like someone, I had a, a, a really dumb joke in a web series where it was, uh, someone said, uh, do you want any eggs? AIDS? <laughs> is sure. that something like that? I mean, both of these examples are probably like somehow pun related in some distant way. Yeah. Even if they're terrible, even, in the, even if they're bad, like this is the ground to test it out on people is with your significant other. <laughs> they, they get the brunt of it. They get the worst that you yep. can get. 
Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's a natural organic time to move on to the ratings and then express more uh, feelings about puns if we feel like it. Joe, how do ratings work? Here's here? how they work. We're going to rate puns on a scale of 0 to 10 using something else as the basis for that scale. That something else could be another type of joke or it could be uh, chocolate chip cookies. Mm. You know, chocolate chip cookies They've... never make me laugh. <laughs> They're a zero. <laughs> Puns make me laugh. There are seven, something like that. Whatever and if that doesn't make sense, be. me and Sasha will go first. I can go first because I know it makes you happy, Joe. And we can each Not operate anymore. on a different scale? <laughs> oh, yeah. You okay. can do it's whatever yours. you yeah. want. You can make multiple scale. You can build a pyramid <laughs> out of scales. It's literally like, it's just all bets are off. You do whatever right. you want. Right. Um, I'm going to compare. I'm going to get a little nerdy here. I'm going to compare puns with uh, a Monopoly man, Dan Harmon's. Um, like idea of a bad uh, comedy and I don't want to mess it up but it's like it's a bad way to do comedy for Dan Harmon so um, I don't know what show he uh, uh, based upon this rule but it's basically when you have a Monopoly man with a mustache and glasses in your scene and then somebody, somebody in the scene turns around and says hey why is there a Monopoly man here I might be fucking it up. But the idea is that you are the one who put the Monopoly man in. So then, of course, somebody is going to react to him. Another example that's more um, like like existing example, if, if say a guy is wearing a shirt and socks that are exact same color and, um, and somebody, for example, says, um, Jeff, I think your shirt's trying to get out of your pants. So if you were writing this as part of your scene, it feels to the reader, at least to Dan Harmon, that you have set this joke up. Like you're the one who created that this character is the one who's wearing socks and the mm. shirt the same color. So you didn't come in organically in other words. It's like you set it up and you were just waiting for this joke to come up. Um, there's something like straining about it. Like, oh, they tried so hard to make it happen. And I've seen bad and good examples of the Monopoly Man rule in different TV shows. But overall, like I agree, I would agree here with Dan Harmon. Like I agree with uh, most of his creative stuff, but not with his lifestyle. Um, is that yes, uh, I think that Monopoly Man is kind of annoying if you recognize it for what it is. And uh, it's a cheap way to get a laugh. And if you see the construction of it, if you see the structure, then you're like, oh, it's just, it's not funny. So I would give Monopoly Man a five. And um, on the 10 scale, uh, 10 point scale, and I would give puns a nine. I would give puns a nine. And those are the puns most of the time that are organically come about as opposed to like something I pull off of boardpanda.com. <laughs> Joe, Horrible what about sight. you? Uh, I'll go just with the simple street jokes. Street. I'll rate it against street jokes. You know, these are just or bar jokes. Bar jokes, bar. street jokes. Mm -hmm. Just like your classic joke. Um, Walk into the sometimes, bar. Yeah, a guy walks into a bar and blah, blah, blah. A lot of the times they do involve puns, but I feel like there's a certain kind of storytelling element that's that's there with them i like a street joke i find them hard to memorize and i've also we're all people who do live comedy or have done in my case where you've met people who find out you're a comedian and then they're like well tell me your favorite joke <laughs> or i'll tell you mine and then they say just a street joke and you're like 
cool, you realize that what I do is not <laughs> memorize other people's <laughs> jokes and then yeah. say them. Uh, so in that way, I don't like them. But street jokes, solid 10 out of 10. Whoa. Puns? 11 out of 10. Ah, <laughs> nice misdirect there. Also, They're using, great. using the, to break the scale. I know. I don't do that lightly. No. But come on. They're just great. They're a linguistic tool. They're a humor tool. It, what's not to love? It's a poetic thing. It's like nobody judges other linguistic things or poetic uh, like metaphor or simile aren't under attack. They're just can be just as shitty and trite as some puns that we've all heard a million times, yeah. but no one's coming after them. And yeah. it's time for simile and metaphor to be taken down a peg, <laughs> if you ask me. Uh, Especially simile, like anything is simile. It's like, just be a metaphor. Why don't you just yeah. go be Step a metaphor? Step up a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so yeah, they're 11 out of 10. They're so good. I love using them. I love hearing them uh, as much as when somebody's shitty does one. I don't like it. Yeah. Most importantly, Macklin, what about you? I would like to compare them to a summer's day. No, I would like to compare uh, them to. Why not? Uh, <laughs> why not? <laughs> uh, hip hop lyrics. Because hip hop lyrics, my favorite ones, use puns. But I think hip hop is the ultimate throwing it away. Like they don't, they seldom, if ever, embellish or lean into or wink because yeah. it's so contrary to the tone and the sometimes anger behind the lyrics like the, the the puns are there and you can digest them or not mm -hmm. and i think they enhance the lyrics so much um i do listen to a fair amount of hip-hop and a, most of the hip-hop i listen to is eminem and uh He's got a lot of really good lyrics, and some of them are just, like, really dumb puns, but when you say them <laughs> ferociously and quickly... The style. And yeah. style stylistically, mm -hmm. he's got a pun that just says, don't make me step on you and make you whine, grapes. Like, mm -hmm. how lame to call your enemies grapes and to threaten to step <laughs> on them to make them <laughs> whine. But the pun on wine is what happens when you step on grapes. And so uh, so stuff like that I love. So I would give, I'm going to give puns 10, and I'm going to give hip-hop lyrics 11 because wow. you, you can take them or leave them. Like, you don't, have to, you don't have to participate in them, but if you choose to, you can, you can, uh, you can indulge. All kinds of broken scales all around the landscape. I'm just walking... And the boulevard of broken scales that we we've never seen before happen it's, it's completely crazy uh but i love it because that means we're all on the same page and i'm the least excited and i'm a nine on the same scale <laughs> pretty puns. good uh macklin thank you so much uh for coming on shut up i love it and talking about puns are there any final puns and or media social media plugs and stuff like that that you have uh, well, you can follow me on social media. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> that'd be funny if I just didn't <laughs> give my information. <laughs> my handle is Macklin Mac across both platforms. I'm only on. Oh, no, I'm a, I am on TikTok. 
So it's my first name, M-A-C-K-L-E-N, and then M-A-K for my last name, and uh, Macklin Mac at Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. And do I have any other puns that I want to say? Oh, you know what? I'm just going to say that I love in 30 Rock when Tracy Jordan says something to the I might get the quote exactly wrong, but he says something to the effect of, am I in Horseville? Because I'm surrounded by naysayers. And that, <laughs> and that always makes me laugh. <laughs> oh, and imagining him say that, it's probably even better. I mean, like, you did a great job, but, but I'm, yeah. I'm sure he killed it as well. He could say uh, anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, any puns or any plugs and or? One of the uh, just hair. Mm. Hair plugs. Get it? <laughs> uh, no. No, actually go to neviary.website and uh, check that out. Wow. Very new. Shots <laughs> are uh, <laughs> so shocked. It's. I am it's easily crazy. impressed these days. Um, well, thank you, Elizabeth Salute, for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this amazing, amazing track. And thank you for listening. Thank you.